What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Matt Elias Music Podcast, the show where we talk about making music, living life, and sometimes even both at the same time. Today, I want to talk about something that I like to call gear paralysis. Some people call it GAS, gear acquisition syndrome or guitar acquisition syndrome. I'm going to talk about making a song every day and how that led to a surprise electronic album from me. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so let me give you a little bit of an overview uh, on what we're going to be talking about today on the show. Social Distance, that is the name of my new record. It is an electronic record, and you can stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, um, pretty much anywhere you want to listen to your music for free. Um, That album came out of this project I was doing called the pandemic daily music challenge or as i'm calling it today make a song every day one song one day it turned into a way to get around the goofy perfectionism and insecurity and procrastination that myself and a lot of my creative i'm making air quotes for those of you who aren't watching uh the video uh creative types and the whole scoop on all of that uh but first Gear paralysis, G-A-S, gear guitar acquisition syndrome, which is where it's where you go, okay, if I just had XYZ piece of gear, then I'd be able to finish this song or actually more likely start this song or start recording uh, the parts for this song or start my YouTube channel or start my podcast. Letting that piece of gear that I don't have be the thing that stops me from doing what I want or what I need to do. And so without any further ado, I want to talk about that first. Um, gear paralysis. Is it is it perfectionism? Uh, like it can look that way, but I I really don't think so. And like I said, what what it what it really boils down to is just buying piece of gear after piece of gear and not actually, you know, gear with the intention of, of creating things with it. Um, new guitars, uh, microphones, what, you know, what have you, cameras, what, whatever you do. Um, that next piece of gear that seems like it's going to be the silver bullet, you know, that's going to allow me to take my stuff to the next level. Um, and, you know, it, look, the, the true nature of this, if you ask me, and I've got some experience with this, it's fear, it's insecurity, and especially for me, the number one thing that this really is is just it's procrastination. I put these pieces of gear, um, things that I want, and things that you know maybe I need, maybe I'm trying to justify and rationalize, uh, you know, this obstacle that I'm creating, and and say that I need this piece of gear, and I put that between me and the thing that I'm trying to do, you know, and for me, it's like it's music, it's video stuff. I, I enjoy making podcasts. I enjoy doing video content. Um, it's something that kind of comes naturally to me, all of those things. And I, you know, they're fun to me. However, I, you know, I, I'm one of those in air quotes, creative types. And one of my biggest flaws is that I procrastinate. 
Okay. And, and a lot of my friends and people I know, people I've talked to, um, that are like, you know, in this, in this creative and, and music, especially in art kind of space, uh, you know, ha- have a problem with that, with procrastination and the, and the fear of like, you know, like, look, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, I get it. Um, there is just all of this sort of like, I'll call it like self hype, like this buildup of, um, you know, what I'm planning this, you know, this big record that I'm writing or, or whether it's my, whatever piece of art it might be. Um, it gets built into this big impossible thing by my own head that is fueled by fear, insecurity, procrastination. Um, and it, and it just, all of that stuff just piles up and I, and I use the gear, the gear acquisition, gear paralysis just as a way not to do it, not to start or I'll get frustrated. Like it's funny how the gear acquisition thing coincides with, you know, when I run into a problem or I have a challenge with something that I'm working on, you know, like for me personally, I love to sing. I like performing live. It's my favorite thing to do. I like writing songs. Um, some of you guys that have, that know me or that follow me, um, on social media or you're, you know, you know my music or you've seen me play or you've heard this show before. Like I'm a songwriter. I get off on writing songs and playing them for people and connecting with people and singing is a big part of that. However, not, not in the studio. I hate recording vocals in the studio. I like doing podcasts. I don't mind doing spoken word stuff, but singing, I am just absolutely brutal to myself. I don't, I will not cut myself any slack. I immediately, and, and I'm not, it's not even like a case of um, you know, that thing where, where you hear your voice recorded back and it just sounds like all alien and you hate it. And it sounds like it's a different person. Like, it's not that I'm, I'm over, like I've done so many podcasts and I've heard myself, um, recorded singing live so many times. I- I'm telling you, that's not what it is. It's just that there is something it like my, like my friend, Greg, Greg Johnson, who I've had on the show before, he says, as soon as you see that red light, come on, whether it's on the camera or whether it's on uh, your, your DAW or whatever you're using to record. You see that red record light come on. It, it just, everything changes. You can have a part, at least for me. I mean, some people are great or really natural in the studio. I know plenty of people who can go in and tear it up in a, in a small or in one take or in a, a couple of takes or have a whole bunch of usable takes very quickly. That's not me. And so there's just something different about it. And I'm only bringing this up because the gear thing, I will run into a problem. I'm there now on a song that I'm working on, um, or should be working on, on some vocals and I'm not recording them. I'm not. Every time I sit down to do it, I, and maybe the part needs rewritten. It might be that, or maybe I just need to, more than likely what I need is a producer. I need somebody to come in and, and I know people, people have offered to do this for me. It's just a matter of getting out of my procrastination and doing it. Look, what I don't need is another microphone. Don't need it. I got I got every microphone I could I could possibly need and way more. What I don't need is some new preamp or some piece of software or you know I don't I don't need another piece of gear. And 
the gear paralysis thing is something that in the past I have, and and please, you know, get in touch with me and tell me about this via Instagram DMs, Matalize Music on on Instagram or my email, ElisMatt at live.com. Let me know if you are struggling with this too, if you've done this, because that story that I just described for you, I will literally use that and I will reach for the gear paralysis. I will manufacture a piece of gear that I don't have problem and then just use it to not work on things. Um, it's insane. I know. It's ridiculous. Um, and, and it gets very frustrating, honestly. And so uh, a part of why I'm airing this out is because I struggle from it myself. Um, and I found when I was, uh, when I was writing this episode and, and doing a little research to give it a little more depth, I was curious and I did some digging around and I offer you this little fact. If you're familiar with the artist Grimes, who is, she's like an EDM pop artist and she's, I think dating, she was or still is dating Elon Musk, which is awesome. She's clearly doing okay with herself, right? Um, her album, which her, was her, like her debut, it wasn't her very first record, but it was her, I guess it was like her break, her breakout record. It was called Visions. And I'm not super familiar with Grimes' catalog or anything, but I, I think Visions, which came out in, I think 2012, was like her breakout record. This thing was recorded in under three weeks using GarageBand. And GarageBand is, uh, it's like a an app, uh, it's like a mobile app on, a, on an iPad or a phone that you can use as a DAW, like pl- just plug into your phone and, and, and record. In three weeks on GarageBand, and Visions has sold over 150,000 records. That's a, that's a gold record and a half from a project that was made in three weeks in GarageBand. I mean, what is my excuse? Or what is your excuse? You think it's because you need another microphone? That's why your record's not done? That's why my record's not done? No. And why am I telling you all this? Because, is it because I'm some perfect example of like a, a D, DIY artist with gold records on my walls um, that of records that I made with my phone? Hell no. I'm bringing this up because, like I said, it is what I need to hear. And not just once. I need to hear it loudly and regularly because buying gear, shopping for gear, fantasizing about shopping for gear, (laughs) if you do it, you know what I'm saying, is a way for me to just act out on my procrastination and on my insecurity and on my fear. All this crap that I just put in front of myself so that I can't achieve what I want to achieve. And buying guitars is a fucking addiction. I cannot stop buying guitars. I can't stop looking at guitars. It's it's ridiculous. Maybe some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, my friends think I'm nuts. But I I was literally looking, looking at guitars on Reverb uh, earlier instead of working on this 
on this episode. So I, I'm gonna have to stay on top of the gear paralysis thing because clearly it's a problem. <laughs> um, but anyway, so not just procrastination, it's the insecurity and the fear. These are some of the biggest things is stop music and any type of creative project from getting made. This is exactly what this next topic is going to touch on. Uh, this project that I did last month called the, well, at the time I was calling it the pandemic daily music challenge. Um, I'm talking about making a song every day. Now, what I don't mean is just putting crap out, release any old thing to say I got something done. Now, if you have something at the end of the day and you're doing this that isn't perfect, well, that's the point. That's the point. It doesn't mean you're sloppy and just make bad stuff on purpose. But anyways, um, this is a project that I started uh, in the very beginning of quarantine or lockdown, uh, March 11th, to be precise, uh, after getting... Well, it was actually after I got a new MIDI controller, which see the top of the show for an explanation on that, that I need it. Nah. Um, I got some new synths that, that came with it. Um, I mean, plugins for, you know, not like software synths, not like real analog synths. And I was messing around with that and I made a little piece of music um, when I thought, hey, this kind of slaps. And so I shared it around just to some friends as I'm, as I'm prone to do. And some people liked it. My brother loved it. And, uh, I ended up doing it again the next day. I made another piece of music and it basically this snowballed into each day, me setting myself the task of making a piece of music, wrap it up by the end of the day, even if it's late at night. Um, cause I tend to be a night owl and, what I started doing was I think I just did it for about a week, but then I started actually keeping myself accountable and it wouldn't have gone on as long as it did. Uh, if I hadn't done this, I started actually sharing them around on Facebook. Um, and you know, just explaining about what I was doing, which was cool. It was a good, um, a good way for me to, to stay accountable, being productive and, and doing this thing, you know, cause it would, it would have been very easy for me. Uh, I work from home anyway, which I'm blessed it's incredible. Uh, I know a lot of people are really struggling with this, uh, you know, this pandemic situation and, um, and I certainly feel for them. I'm lucky enough to still be able to work. Um, but the isolation thing for me, I'm typically kind of isolated anyway. So there was a danger of me just kind of shriveling up and disappearing, honestly. Um, and I'm, I'm a recovering addict. So my mental, uh, condition as far as that goes is it's important that I, that I maintain that. And so this was like on top of just my work and things. And, and I wasn't able to do some of, some of the things that, that I normally do to keep myself, um, on the right track as far as that goes, um, recovery, mental health wise. Um, the whole making a song every day, pandemic daily music challenge thing was a way just for me to be productive and to be active and not kind of slide into that, uh, you know, that depression space that I can get into. And so sharing them on Facebook, uh, didn't get a ton of attention or anything. I don't really have any kind of a foothold, uh, on that platform at this point anyways. And, um, but anyway, it, it was cool. Some people liked it and, um, people were sharing some music back at me that they had made. There's quite a few of my friends that I didn't realize make electronic music, which was sweet. I mean, 
it like electronic music is not my my first go-to is i've made some in the past but um you know i'm a guitarist i'm a singer and that's not like my number one area even though i do enjoy it um but this went on for i look i originally i intended to do it for uh well, once I got going, I intended to do it for about 30 days. I was like, I, if I can get through the first 30 days of making a song every day, like that's awesome. That's a lot of stuff. But then what happened was actually, I think the cool thing is like, I actually started to get a little better each day. I've never actually spent that much time making electronic music. And so they were starting to get a little more, the tracks were getting more in depth and a little more complicated. And so it, it, it started to take more time out of the day. I'm still working from home i'm in this office i am doing my thing i'm on my phone i'm working while i'm trying to make these electronic songs and it it got to the point where i'm spending between four and six or seven or eight hours maybe not eight but close to it on some of these days on a, on a piece of music and pressuring myself to put it out by the end of the day and it got a little nuts a little burned out a little uh sleep deprivation and and whatnot and so I lasted uh, 15 days. I did 15 tracks. And it turned into what, and, I, and I'll explain this, how this happened, because it wasn't at the very end. I didn't intend on releasing these, but it turned into a record. I ended up putting out a, an electronic album, and which was my first solo full-length release. I never would have thought uh, Matt Elias releases a EDM record, and that's that's my first my first release. But that's what happened. Um, and anyway, I wanted to touch on how doing this making a song every day thing sort of got me around that procrastination and that fear and just that garbage space that I was living in. As I told you. Uh, a little bit earlier, I was stuck on some vocals and really, really just dug in and not making any progress um, on some of my own other music that I've been trying to record for months and months. And try, I say trying, I mean intending to and then not doing it. Um, basically, starting fresh each day, no pressure to... These aren't songs that are already written ahead of time. I didn't have any uh, expectations on what I was going to be making. And it's sort of just like allowed me to creatively speaking, like just have a, a clear plate and, and it just freed me up to just be creative, you know, and some of these songs. And if you check the record out, which I know, uh, hopefully some of you will, some of the songs are pretty damn good. I mean, I don't really do that, but you know, have you ever seen that meme where, and I know describing a meme if you have to describe a meme to somebody it, it pretty much ruins it but there's this one it's it's one of the simpsons memes and it's got bart simpson and it's like I, musicians only have two moods and it's like one is bart like parading around and he's saying like i am the greatest i am the greatest or something like that and then the next panel is just him like in a fetal position in bed like that's it that's it. You know, that's me. If you're, if you're one of the, if you're a musician, if you're a, like a, a creative type of person, I'm, I'm sure you can relate with that. Like it's either I'm the greatest or I can't get out of bed because I suck. And you know, so having said all that with a little bit of distance from the project, some of the songs are pretty good. 
None of them are bad. Some are okay. But I digress. Everything does not have to take years. We don't have to, I don't have to, and you don't have to write an epic concept, a rock opera. You don't have to write um, a, th- a three album trilogy uh, concept opera or anything and then spend years bringing in uh, musicians and recording with brand new gear or spending money to go into a studio. And sometimes actually spending money to go into a studio can be a, a benefit because if I had done that, I would have a record, but I would have had a record already. And I wouldn't have spent any more money than what I spent buying shit from my gear paralysis. But we're not going to dwell on that. Um, So what I did was dig up a list of popular and significant records, most of which you all will know that were recorded extremely quickly. Um, Now, obviously, some of these records would have to have been written and rehearsed ahead of time. And I understand that, but it still helps me. And I hope that it will help you to keep a little bit of a perspective on your own stuff. Without further ado, let me get into this list. The first one is Black Sabbath, the debut record by Black Sabbath, which came out in 1970. Supposedly, we don't know the exact date that it was recorded, but this record is said to have been recorded in one day. And then they mixed the whole entire thing the next day, and then it was done. Every song was recorded live, including the vocals. And according to the guitarist, Tony Iommi, they never had, they had one take. He said, we never had a run, uh, we never had a second run at most of this stuff. This is from a, a little article from a website called musictimes.com, by the way. Pretty interesting. And I'm going to skip some of the ones that I don't haven't heard of. Or uh, Another one is White Light, White Heat by the Velvet Underground. Came out in 68. Uh, I think this was their second record. They recorded it in two days. And they recorded... There's a song on there called Sister Ray, which is 17 minutes long. And I love this. They recorded Sister Ray in one take, all 17 minutes, and decided to just keep any mistakes that they made. That is inspiring. That's the complete opposite mentality of this. Everything has to be perfect. I got to have the perfect piece of gear. I got to buy this $3,000 microphone or I can't record anything because that's all bullshit. I'm talking about myself here. That's bullshit. Those aren't real reasons not to do it. That is lies that I make to cover up the real reasons that I'm not being productive. Uh, another one, bringing it all back home, uh, 1965, Bob Dylan, uh, Dylan took three days to record this half electric, half acoustic LP, uh, (laughs) get this only takes from the last two days ended up being used on the finished album. So Dylan did it too, two days worth of takes. And that's all they used on the record. Uh, one of the early Beatles records, please, please me, 1963, uh, it says here that they performed their live set into two microphones as a band inside of uh, inside a recording studio. And in 13 hours, they recorded 10 tracks for the album, which went on to be supplemented with four songs from the band's first two singles. So they just like mishmashed old stuff 
and they packaged that all up and that's please please me so the beatles did it and those early beatles records were huge the beatles i don't like any of the i'm not the biggest beatles fans or the biggest beatles fan i know people some, some people might hate me for that but um i'm just not it is what it is their early stuff is very bubblegum and lame sounding in my opinion but those records were huge and one of them was done in 13 hours. So there you have it. I'm not trying to say that we need to put out a product that is comparable to, you know, Black Sabbath debut album or a Beatles record, but just for perspective, right? These are some significant, serious artists who recorded albums in like a couple of days. And the one that stuck with me the most just now, I didn't even notice this when I was skimming through this uh, to find it for the episode, but the 17 minute Velvet Underground song where they just, just fucking send it. Full send. We're just leaving the mistakes in. 17 minute song. I love it. I wish I could do that. Maybe I will do that. So having covered all that, I want to take a second just to tell you a little bit more about Social Distance, which is my 15-track electronic record that was the result of the making a song every day experiment that I did at the beginning of this lockdown thing. Um, like I said, I'm not generally known as an electronic artist, and I'm going to... Let's say, look, I'm going to be cheesy here, and I wrote up an actual description of this for like Spotify and for... Uh, on my own blog, madalizemusic.com, which I did a little write-up about this, of just about the project and the record. And so here is a better description of the record than what I will make up off the cuff for you right now. Um, and yes, I'm a douche and wrote it in third person because it just seemed cooler. Uh, here it goes. Each day, Matt created a new piece to reflect the vibe of that day as he experienced it. The shift from a chill-out synthwave space to a darker tone and more harsh industrial sounds as the record progresses captures the out of control roller coaster like quality of this historic event as experienced locked inside a house near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All 15 tracks are unique in style and substance and are exactly as long or short as necessary to get the day's message across. That's my way of explaining why some of these songs are one minute long. <laughs> They come together as a collection to form a single expressive vision that despite lacking lyrics is easy to identify with and a joy to experience front to back. It's pretty good, right? Uh, the record is totally free to streams on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Deezer, a whole bunch of other things that CD Baby got the record on that I've never heard of pretty much everywhere. You can use it in your TikToks. You can use it in your Instagram story. You can get it on YouTube. Uh, it's in the library for all that stuff. Facebook too, I believe. I've never used that on Facebook, but I think you can, like on your on your story. It's on iTunes, but I'm not, I don't want you to buy it. Just go to, if you really want to download it and listen to it offline, just go to my SoundCloud, which is originally where I was uploading these things, soundcloud.com slash music, and I have the option turned on so that you can just download them if you want, so... Go ahead and do that if you'd like to like to uh, to have it on your phone uh, for free. Please, please take it. Free music. And at this point, I just want to 
thank you guys for spending a little bit of time with me. We talked about gear paralysis. We talked about making a song every day and how you can end up with a whole ass record uh, from doing that and getting over some procrastination, fear, insecurity, which if you're a creative type like me, I'm guessing uh, are qualities that you are pretty well acquainted with. It's been a pretty long time since my last episode and I'm sorry for that. I really would love to make podcasts more often and I'm hoping to make that happen going forward. So keep a lookout on my social media for announcements about that and everything else that I have going on. So thank you again for listening. I hope that you guys are all healthy and safe. And before I go, I just want to ask you to make sure you're following me on Instagram at uh, Matt Elias Music. I've been putting a lot of time in over on Instagram uh, just to make sure there's a lot of fun stuff to look at and listen to. And please reach out in the DMs over there. Um, I'll see it or my email, EliasMatt at live.com if you have uh, just a question about anything I talked about today or you need some help uh, or support getting around those ridiculous obstacles that we put in front of ourselves. Or if you just want to talk, definitely reach out because I would love to hear from you. And that's all I have for you today. Late.